0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Wonk, are you waiting for not a new Off the Break Podcast? It's here. <laughs>
1: bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Welcome back to the land of the puns, Ken. That's we, right. <laughs> we've missed you. <ya>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have
2: anything to say. Yeah. You're just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <One>. <laughs> I have
0: nothing to say. nothing That's, to say. Thank you for adding. Okay, well, you're off the podcast.
2: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm isn't, here isn't there, for
1: moral support anyways. Isn't there a type of candy name out there where it's like, you're making me crazy. There's <laughs> some type of, with, with your puns, I don't know. There must be some type of candy-related pun. More.
2: I don't know. I think Ken's an airhead.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice. You guys are a power couple, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Within the four walls of this podcast studio? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I still don't believe that as Kyle does ev- all the editing and <laughs> yeah puts the clips together and makes Cody and I sound like doofuses. No, so. I, I always lob
1: you up. <laughs> one put down, one pick-me-up. It's <laughs> a nice little pattern we got. That's
0: how it. we stay exactly where we are. <laughs> oh, but we're not staying where we are. We've got a full slate of movies hitting us in the face, and then we had a uh, surprise this past weekend.
2: Yeah, Boy and the Heron actually opened a number one, uh, just a little anime title out of nowhere. A little anime that could. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle went and saw it. I did. So what'd you think, Kyle?
1: Oh, we want to jump into it now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's hitting it fast.
0: I'm
2: hitting it fast and hard. Fastballs I want to know, because I have recently just gotten into anime, and- Mm -hmm. So now I want to know about all the animes out there.
1: Well, if, can <laughs> move over for a second. Okay. If you do want to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> learn yeah. about anime, yes. um, this director, his name's Miyazaki, he makes fantastic movies such as Boy and the Heron. And if you do really want to get into it, like the subject matters are very adult, but they are very wonderful and the animation is glorious to watch as well. So, um... Mm-hmm. This is after a 10 year hiatus. This is him coming back to the medium and making another movie. Uh, This one seemingly a lot more about himself to a personal level, to whereas his past movies, they're more um, thematically about like his interests or things that he noticed or experienced growing up, I would say. Um, But this one's a bit more personal um when it comes to the story but it still is told very well uh through great voice acting and great animation but I think the one takeaway that I have is that I was able to like it but not love it just because even though I have been enjoying more anime and been enjoying these types of movies that I don't know this director as much as most other anime fans do so I'm sure for this audience that got this movie to number one, this was like their bread and butter and this was terrific for them. Whereas for me, I liked it but didn't love it just because I didn't relate or just didn't get the full understanding of like the the real personal stuff that he was trying to get at with this. So I think if this is your intro to him or to these types of movies, this won't get you very far, but – I would say that that's a very minor amount of people that went to see it because I would think the majority know of his work, know of this style of animation, style of storytelling. So I still think it's very good, just um, didn't take me over the top with my enjoyment just because I'm just not familiar. Um, did you see the dubbed or the
2: subbed version?
1: I saw it as subbed. I've heard the dubbing for, uh, I think, voice actors, well, They're actors uh, named recognizable people like Florence Pugh and Robert Pattinson. They're not, like, classically trained voice actors, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I did hear they did do a very good job. Um, I thought the original voice actors did terrific work, but I have heard from friends of mine who love anime that they hear through, like, that community that sometimes, like, English audiences listening to it in the sub can feel disconnected compared to, like, hearing it in the dub version. So maybe that was a part of it for me also, just even though I appreciate seeing it in the original voice acting um frame, maybe just for me being, you know, American, I just needed to hear it in the dub right. to get a better connection to it. So I'm disconnected
0: from both versions. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, I found as I've dipped my toe into a teeny bit into anime that I prefer dubbed because it does take me out. And then it's just—it's not necessarily a subtitle thing, although it, with at fa- fast-paced action and speaking, mm. you can sometimes miss out and not keep up with it. You're,
0: you're a good person, but, but you're a slow reader. I am a slow reader, <laughs> so
2: I definitely prefer dubs. So I think if I see it, I'll try the dubbed. Version. Yeah. So it anyway, for more, of his, move over, Ken. For yeah. more
1: <laughs> of his work, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, uh Kiki's Hive uh what is it, Kiki's High Flying Adventure? Something like that. Yeah. Um no, Kiki's delivery surface, that's what it's called. Um those are ones off the top of my head that How are That was Pee Wee Herman good. you were thinking of. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I think you're right, I think <laughs> it was Pee Wee and I combined it with something completely <laughs> not Pee Wee related. <laughs>
0: Well, we've talked about all of the releases that this is flying into, but it found a perfect spot like Godzilla did the week prior, yep. early December, where they don't have a lot of competition. We see things go basically to be released, satisfy their contracts with filmmakers, producers, and then go away.
2: Well, I what I find interesting about this, and I was talking to Kyle about it before our podcast, was the ability of these films like Godzilla and you know, Boy in the Heron, Boy in the Heron opened number one. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that speaks volumes to the eventizing of, of these movies and how people want to experience something and have it be more than, I would say just the churnover and regular ho-hum movies. And I feel like we've gotten a lot of that. Like, I'm not, I think Hollywood's missed out on what makes movies special and what we're seeing is just this need to have those moments and, and when a little, when a little film or something different like an anime or a Japanese Godzilla movie can like break through all that, I think that is just feeding into audiences needs for something original and different and an event. And that's what it feels like. That's why one one week and done works so well for these. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's been a I've gotten a lot. I've clients all over the country of various creeds and colors and political standings and mm-hmm. the one thing they've agreed on this year that Godzilla was badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard nothing but good things back from heard, it. I mean, and I uh, uh, one of those people that gave me a, an astounding review of this texted me goes is this all subtitled
2: yeah did i get the wrong version that was the funniest was, text did was, you book the wrong version and i'm like i'm like
0: and i was questioning myself like did i they're releasing yeah. this in america i would assume that it's dubbed in some way but they yeah. didn't they released the subtitle version and it did huge numbers and it deserved it Obviously, i didn't
2: get any backlash because of subtitles so no. i mean like, back to our earlier conversation on boy and the heron i think that there are times and places for subtitles, well, and well. There's work not a really lot of well.
0: talking when Godzilla crushes no. the city.
1: We get <laughs> the hey, gist. You don't need a subtitle <laughs> 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 yeah, across
2: yeah, the yeah. bottom all the time. No, there's not, there's not inside. They don't
0: put like <laughs> you know deep context in the middle of that section of the movie they they build the characters then they destroy them then the characters yeah. destroy godzilla right like that's how that works
1: we know the pattern of these no matter <laughs> if it's an american or japanese version <laughs> or he yeah.
0: hooks up with king kong and then he turns pink some reason
1: is that in the new one <laughs> he's, he's pink i guess there is kind of a pink glow behind him now that oh no he's the pink pink
0: like his whole whole laser beam thing is pink now he's pink godzilla need so more th- colors so there's going to be a backlash about why is he pink Probably.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, oh. yeah. There's.
0: <laughs> Cause we're he was, so pessimistic now. But they went. But they went. Maybe from, because
1: it's cool. I don't know. But wasn't
0: yeah. he blue before? Yeah. Wasn't he blue in the last two or yeah. three? So who cares? Maybe he's blue. going red, he and goes, this
2: is one step to red.
0: I would think so. Maybe I would pink think. Pink
1: is he's finally happy.
0: I would think nuclear would be orange or, or red. Green. Yeah.
2: Oh, like neon green. Well, it was Toxic.
0: like the it's old one. Ninja
1: turtle maybe,
0: but green. I think. Oh. I think like the. Uh, Matthew purple? Broderick one was green. More purple like hue, because
2: that includes the blue.
0: No, then we're getting into the Too... flags and the colors and oh, things like that. So right. you got to stick to primary colors. Okay, yellow, <laughs> blue, Keep red, it simple. white. That's yellow. all you get. Yellow like a. No, you don't get yellow.
2: You don't get yellow. Okay. Nope. Yellow's blue, red, like and
0: white. The
1: worst color. That's what we get. <laughs> okay. For a Japanese property, this sounds very American. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> red, white,
0: and blue. These colors don't run. <laughs> well, speaking of. Eventizing films. Uh, we're going to talk about this intermission thing again. Um, what, all of a you guys excited? Well, all <laughs> well, of a sudden, like that
2: it's becoming a thing, and that people are writing articles about it because it really <laughs> should be a thing.
0: Yeah. No. Kyle's got is going to recap us on an article he found this week about intermissions, and then Cody and I are going to have very strong affirmations about why intermissions should exist. Yes. So go ahead, Kyle. Hit us with the <laughs> the news, the 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 quick down and dirty from the article.
1: Uh, This week, Hollywood Reporter put out an article that interviewed some movie theaters talking about the intermission debate. And when I say some, I mean two theaters. Um, But one of them did give like really good points and they're really good points because we've said them on this podcast, (laughs) but just the points that like when it comes to intermissions, it gives audiences more of a reason to feel like going out to the theaters is a special type of event. But on top of that, it gives them more Uh, leeway into wanting to use the bathroom or just taking a break from seeing the movie and then possibly going to the concession stand, whether it's the first time or whether it's for refills, because obviously when it comes to this industry, movie theaters really rely on um, concession sales, of course. Um, And in doing so, there was another theater that they interviewed that mentioned that they uh, did a survey with their clients to see, um, or their audiences, not their clients, but they did an interview, or excuse me, a survey to see Uh, what they thought about if Killers of the Flower Moon should have had an intermission or not, and according to the survey, 30% of the audiences that they surveyed said that they would want to watch the movie with an intermission, and 85% of them said that they would feel more inclined to come back to the theater if they knew that a movie was going to have an intermission in it.
0: Huh, weird. In other news, what or what? (laughs) The very first movie that brings the intermission back to theaters. I don't care what it is. If it's Paw Patrol, if it's Oppenheimer two and a half, if it's whatever it is, is going to do double what it would have normally done in the box. Just for the excitement of experiencing the intermission. The The first film that does this is going to blow the doors off. The first director that embraces this or puts it in strictly as a gimmick to see what happens.
2: What if Ridley Scott does it with, the new gladiator movie and he makes a huge epic like three and a half hour gladiator movie but puts an intermission in it would yeah be a good time as any that and, would be such a good movie to do it, it. too because there could be like a cliffhanger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part course, to make the intermission any, and then but, you got the audience buzzing during it but yeah. if yeah.
0: one of these decision makers at a studio put it in the middle of minions it would blow the roof off these yeah. these kids would lose their minds they're like I need to go to the bathroom. I need candy. I need this. And they're back in and parents will be like, that was so nice. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to tell, you know, the, their divorced spouse. And then dad's going to take them on Sundays. Like he always does kind of sad, but then he'll be excited too. He's like, this was great. At least everyone will be happy. Hey, I, the first movie that does this, it's going to double that first week in box office.
2: What if not only do they do this, but then they have a special promotion, you know, like theaters have been, or studios have been really good about giveaways, um, during you know For promotions and stuff What if you paired The intermission Then with like A free giveaway Of the film Like mm. that maybe plays Into the next part of it <gasps> If it's that something would, that How good, exciting it, would that be If
0: it's something that good If it's half size concessions If oh. it's I mean, all the things that you can do with Ooh, this. Ooh,
2: half-size concessions. That's brilliant. Right.
0: Something that is such a good idea. for the last half. If you didn't get anything, but you just want a little bit, or if you need a little right. bit more.
2: But you don't want another full tub or of half popcorn. Price yeah.
0: Refills on things. Good God. I, I know the concession prices are the second thing everybody brings up after the ticket price. But Right. But you, we know what your, your bottom line is on this stuff. And if you haven't raised your prices, raise them, and then be ready for yep. the intermission half-price, you Popcorn know, refill. Theaters
2: have been struggling to get certain sizes. If you could introduce some half sizes and some of the alternative options the intermission size. to help, <laughs> you know, pare down the cost at the concession stand, right. but just by offering more variety, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, but something as simple as an intermission, which existed up until nineteen seventy five. Right. <laughs> mm. Is is something that they could put into Literally any film film distributors yep. and make a killing on that movie because people go just to see the intermission card. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing to say, but I think be they blown will do away it. By it. Not yeah, there'll be TikToks during the intermission. There and, will be Oh
2: my gosh. You could uh, have interviews with a cast during the intermission. You could show trailers, you could show ads. I mean there could be a whole separate a show really good point. during the intermission. The
1: ad revenue.
2: Yeah, um, because it's in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's like no commercial one will see them anyway
1: They'll Go up and use the bathroom. The advertisers right. don't have to know. But
2: yeah, but then you got that but you do have that that captive audience. better than even before the movie because yeah.
1: anymore people
2: skip those ads that are happening before the movie because of
0: Cuz they're used to the big a, guys well, running assigned
2: seating. 30 minutes of trailers. They could just they know their seats are good. They just it this is just so
1: similar to the subtitle thing for me to where it seemed like intermissions and subtitles were just such an older concept like a taboo and thing almost. yeah and now it, it's coming back and there's going to be like younger audience that are like what are what is this what is an intermission this is yeah. crazy and then they'll
0: and share it on like tiktok or whatever since now. we've been talking about this for over a year and the film companies aren't listening right. i'm going to stick it to you california washington oregon to require intermissions yeah with theaters we have to because, legislate this now because you guys added the open caption requirements. You so, <laughs> 100% require you to put intermissions yeah. in films now. Our theaters, we stand behind you. Not for anything else that you do, but for the intermissions. <laughs> right. I think this is... It's, it's for an, this one common goal. It's an We're access, doing it. It's, it's for We're access, it from accessibility, the Accessibility, it's for seniors, it's for everyone. Yeah. We need this. The children are counting on you. I just the heard,
1: elderly need it. How I, could you say no to the elderly? I just heard every movie theater owner stand up and cheer and clap. There <laughs> yes. was so much clapping, Ken. <laughs> well done.
0: <laughs> I will not be running for NATO president. <laughs> that that was already exhausting. I don't <laughs> I don't no, need that it'd in be, my life. It'd be bad for the big guys. It, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <It'd> be, Overthrow <laughs> There'd be a lot of books that needed opened and
2: <laughs> Yeah. It
0: would not go well. <laughs>
2: a lot of terms that are more fair across all circuit sizes
0: they've never seen a yeah they never seen a, a NATO president get uh, indicted yeah. <laughs> 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 We're not doing anything illegal but like we need to <laughs> this guy's done but this was a
1: mistake real quick yeah
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah. okay but i i mentioned tiktok which i don't like mentioning because i don't like to mention apps which i also don't like mentioning Especially then Ky-
2: social
1: media apps. And then Kyle has
0: a new app for yeah. us to talk about.
1: <laughs> I so guess it's guys, not new. Guys, do you want to learn about Letterboxd today? No. I, I want to talk about it. Yes,
2: Kyle, tell us about no, this We got to switch thing. seats or something, Cody, so, no. so you and
0: Kyle can yeah, talk. Move over
1: again. I know.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, this keeps us young, Ken. Yeah. What are the kids into this today, Kyle?
1: I don't know if it's all the kids, like TikTok, but at least for some kids, um... There's a new app out there called Letterboxd, and what it is is that it's a social media app to where um, you can interact with, like, your friends or follow maybe even critics or actors or directors that you like, and you pretty much log in, like, the movies that you're watching. You can give your thoughts and opinions, whether they're serious or just goofy um, about the movies that you see. You can keep track of movies that you want to watch, make your own list of, like, I don't know, top ten comedies or whatever, but – Um, It's kind of become a platform mainly for cinephiles, but it can be for, like, you know, the most casual of moviegoers as well, where um, it's kind of a much, I guess, safer space when it comes to, like, film discourse compared to, like, I don't know, TikTok or Twitter to where, you know, it's good at one point, but then eventually, you know, all the baggage and all of the um, negativity that can come with, you know, just wanting to have a good time and express your thoughts on things just becomes tampered with, so... Um, right now it, it does a pretty good job of being like a really good space to interact um, when it comes to like the movies that you're watching. And um, it's been growing, I think since the pandemic like it's having partnerships with um, events such as like the Academy Awards. They want the uh, letterbox app to be included in that more somehow. And right now one of the latest things that they're adding is that they want to include show times to um, paying members of the app. So while there's a free version of the app that gives you, most of what you would need to like run it smoothly there's also like a paid version to where it gives you more features mainly they're just more customizable type stuff and it looks like if you're a paid member you can be included at scene show times for movies that you want to watch in the future so it would probably be based on your location where the app would find the uh, movie theaters around you and would give you show times to like the movies that you're thinking about watching the future so like with the christmas releases if i had a watch list of aquaman 2 anyone but you and the color purple it could pull like what theaters are nearby me and would show the show times for all those theaters cody
0: this is amazing we've moved past when we were growing up we knew the apps were tracking us but when we got a realization of that moment it upset us yeah Kyle knows they're tracking him, and he's like, this is great. This is great. It does all the work for me. Yeah. I think I think it's great for
1: our industry because it, pe- it could get people excited to go to the theaters, but I certainly don't like the thought of being tracked, although it's so ingrained in our society now. I might as well just give the thumbs out and embrace it. See, if,
0: if Kyle were like two years younger, he'd be like, it's fine. I like it knowing where I am. It <laughs> makes me feel safe when I walk down a dark alley. We,
1: we still had dumb phones back then that, you know, didn't do the <laughs> tracking that we know of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There was still a little bit of wiggle room before smartphones came around. Fat that chance of that. Remember. Those
0: old ones came gave off like gamma radiation that they could track. Oh, it, yeah, wasn't, probably. it wasn't real specific, but it's like, oh, there goes Kyle somewhere near Main Street. I guess they couldn't track can, based on I can, radiation. I can read the mean. radiation level <laughs> off of that, off that phone and the battery that weighs, you know, 95% <laughs> Of that phone
1: beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh, i miss flip phones i miss radiation <laughs> me too i feel like i had more energy back then. <laughs> mine's giving off pink is that normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah guys now that i've given you a quick rundown on letterbox what are your thoughts thanks. no thanks yeah i think
2: part of <laughs> me is is like oh another app i like the idea that it's like something new, so therefore it's not as toxic as other apps are. So you maybe want
0: and to let your kids on it film type centric of thing. Film-centric is good. It's
2: film-centric, which is awesome. Um, it is playing to a niche audience, though. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many people are just like so into movies that they're like, I got to put my opinion out there on this. Mm. But you never know. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. No, I mean, if, if you're already doing the Facebook and the Instagram and – we, right, we, we, the, we don't do. But Facebook I think anymore. the Twitters. I was, gonna, I was and, gonna say I
2: don't think young people do Facebook we don't, anymore. But if they're
0: doing those the things, the things with the the. And I the think vulnerable. they're they're
2: only the talks. And if that's they're doing
0: it. the TikToks, if they're yeah. doing those things, this is one more, one more bullet in your gun that right. allows you to to reach the audience. I think
2: for for movie theaters and exhibitors in general, anything that diversifies your marketing for your audience is good. So especially something that is so direct to actual people that go to the movies. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a win for theaters to, you know, get their own letterbox. I don't know if they have a, um, business version where you, you know, can, Join as a as a theater and then post your show times on it, but it but is definitely worth exploring. Joe and at Ritz Theater, maybe yeah, maybe you employ your best manager um, or your social social media person to create an account for your theater and put your own you know takes on the on the movies mm-hmm. as a way to garner attention and positivity to get people back in there. So yeah, any I think any engagement. With your audience, that is your movie-going targeted audience, is good, and this is just a, a nice filterable way to get to them easier.
1: Yeah, this is a tool in the arsenal where, it will make you look hip. It's <laughs> <is> the <laughs> blunt way to put it. Um, and
2: obviously, the, some areas better served than others. Well, but the larger you, market, yeah, the better. Yes, yes, hopefully, so you have it help it grow, but you never know. I mean, know, it's
0: not going to work in Chugwater, Wyoming, but
2: oh chug water
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of places where you can do this and maybe it creates mm-hmm. a a club a group that sees everything and it grows and it creates a different audience right. for you yeah but and I mean, it's a way to advertise films that actually need critiques yeah the Iron Claws and Ferraris well, and Boys in the Boats of the world.
2: I think what we need too is that there's been some distrust between audience and studios about content in movies, and that we've seen definitely a tarnishing of legacy branding, um, i.e., in Disney and stuff. And so I think anything that helps people say, like, no, this one was good, don't worry, you can take your kids, just little reviews mm-hmm. that are on a personal, like, normal person basis anything like that could be really good too
1: yeah yeah and i just think that um our main attraction should still be younger audiences to want it and and it seems like now more than ever especially with you know everything being on our phones and um just with the after effects of the pandemic that they just need more of a reason to go out to the theaters so i think if they Mm -hmm. see that Um, you're also wanting to get included on something whether it's letterbox or tiktok then it would probably not have them have this viewpoint of like oh this is so old school and everything's on my phone why would i want to go out to anywhere especially a movie theater and instead they see you know theaters trying hard to be have them be included have younger people being included and in doing so that could give them more incentive to give it a chance. I just
2: think for young people, they don't think about movie theaters when they think of something to do. It just doesn't anymore. Yeah. When I was back in a young person back in the day, it was the only thing you could really do Mm -hmm. when you weren't 21 and couldn't go to the bar. So it was your main form of entertainment for something to kill a couple hours with. And I just don't know if younger people today have that, or if they have so many more options now with entertainment that it's just not at the forefront of their behavior, and so anything to promote it to be the forefront of their behavior is good for exhibition. Even
0: mm-hmm. yeah, even Netflix itself, you know, shied away from exhibition after putting a lot of releases on the pandemic, and now mm-hmm. we're gonna see them start crawling back.
2: <laughs> Maybe, but I think what they're getting is all the licensed content. From the studios that they don't need. Netflix, I think, is going to slowly, even though they're trying for movies, is going to slowly turn into the TV hub. It is just they're, TV hub
1: 2.0. They're doing like games now too. They do like yeah. app based games, like the cheapest form of games. Just
0: reaching out whatever, just, however you can get that money.
1: Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you, I, I mean, I guess people may watch. Netflix more on their phones than their laptops now compared to with television, but even still, that doesn't seem like a very functional way to game. Well, I I don't know. That's not true. Like Gaming on PCs is more popular now.
2: I do. People still use I their think, phones for games sometimes. I think people just want quick, easy, little games, and that's what they're trying to kill, like the candy crushes of the world. Yeah, do, yeah. Come here and do it on Netflix, and that way we can get some more money and, out of you. And those <laughs>
0: things wouldn't exist if there wasn't some sort of right. crazy revenue stream with them. Like there's some guy that gets addicted to souls in the tower yeah and then i've got to buy one trillion diamonds for 49.99 you get
2: 500 diamonds yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll only last you you know two rounds of the next game no
1: even for apps you can get suckered in hard like that that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know just just weird what it's becoming like
0: go down our new app the Author Break podcast buy diamonds app yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not a scam <laughs> digital <laughs>
0: digital diamonds you can give them to your friends show them off
2: so many diamonds and you get a free booking <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well on that fun note we'll get out of here for today and mm-hmm. be back with our last podcast of the year next week yes end of 2023. A nice, nice big recovery year. We'll go into some of our, do a wrap-up, do some of our favorites from the year.
2: Right.
1: Ooh, that'd be fun
0: and then uh and our predictions about,
1: for next year let's talk about uh, I, I'll, I'll ask you guys this now have you guys been watching christmas movies with the kids this year like i not yet at all not yet at all Oof, yeah that's a we didn't
2: even really watch how our normal halloween movies
1: oh that's a shame but
2: my favorite just for the audience to know the one i absolutely will watch with them is arthur christmas okay that is my go-to absolute favorite mm. i don't know, think it's their favorite but i will make them watch it with and me And i'll make mm. them
0: watch Die Hard one too Naturally, <laughs> and there
2: might be an elf in there, but definitely Arthur's Christmas. I okay, love you're, that one.
0: you're just short. You're not an elf.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm snack size.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. On that note, everybody have a great week. Uh, hopefully, lots of tickets sold to Wonka, and mm-hmm. we'll catch you up on some updates for the big. Six, seven openings we have for 1222 and 1225.
1: We'll go through the weeds on those. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) We're already in the weeds on those. Yeah, true. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.